0: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.
1: It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Kay Perlant and John Early are comedians and performers— Kate has appeared in movies like Sorry to Bother You and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. John has appeared on TV shows like Search Party, 30 Rock, and The After Party. They've also been best friends and collaborators for over a decade. They've done sketches on YouTube and other platforms, live performances on TV and around the country. When John and Kate perform on stage together, it's really something. There is a frenetic, unhinged energy. They tend to veer between... Intense platonic love and seething contempt, thinly masked with backhanded compliments and probing questions. Their TV sketches are equally unhinged, though in a slightly different way. The settings are usually pretty grounded, the stakes aren't too high, but they almost always insert a little bit of surreality into the mundane. A meet-cute at a farmer's market where both Kate and John have enormous face tattoos... An awkward who-gets-the-check moment where you pay the bill with hot, melted caramel sauce. Their newest project combines both of those practices into one very, very funny special. It's called Would It Kill You to Laugh? and it comes out this week on Peacock. Here's the premise. John Early and Kate Berlant play fictionalized versions of themselves. Decades ago, the two starred on a smash hit sitcom called He's Gay, She's Half-Jewish. Shortly after the show wrapped, they had a very public falling out. Between the sketches in Would It Kill You to Laugh, Kate and John reunite for an interview with journalist Meredith Vieira. And it becomes very clear that while it's been a while, the old wounds aren't quite healed.
2: I needed this. I think I'm actually now really looking cathartic. around. It's really cathartic. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm getting a little dizzy. Oh, jeez. Oh. I'm, fi- I'm fine. Okay. I'm going to move through it. Okay. But I'm getting a little dizzy. Phew, John. Same feelings. I'm sorry. I feel really good. We can't hear you, sweetie. I feel good. You look, I am looking at you. It's so strange because you look 12, but you also look 60. And it's, it's, I love the way you're, the shading, and you finally found a foundation that matches.
0: You know, it's so funny. Obviously, I haven't seen you in years. Yeah,
2: (laughs) I know, years. Um, You know, I haven't seen you in
0: person. Yeah,
2: years. (laughs)
0: um, I haven't seen you in person, but I also haven't seen you just kind of reflected anywhere in the culture so what have have you been up to
2: i've been really good i've been busy i've been in new york doing theater
1: (laughs) (laughs) john early kate berlant thanks for coming on bullseye
2: thanks for having us thank
1: you for having us congratulations on this special it's so funny um i like that that clip really i did not pick that clip um but it really illustrates some real hallmarks of the berlant early relationship including (laughs) Uh insulting funny voice, false illness um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like uh, there's a real laundry list of stuff you seem to enjoy doing together, yeah, yeah- what was the what was like the first thing that you discovered yourselves doing together that you were like, This is what I enjoy in my life? That's a great question, I know I mean, I
0: think it would be th- this exact energy from the clip. Like when we first became friends, we watched a I showed Kate, if I may, Jake you, you may. Like, you know, you know, as you do in early friendships and early on in friendships in our in in our modern era, you would show each other YouTube videos. And I um I showed Kate this video of Suzanne Summers and um Joyce, Joyce DeWitt. DeWitt reuniting after like maybe thirty years of not speaking to each other and having a very public falling out.
2: On three's company.
0: On three's company, yeah. And um and it was like Suzanne Summer's own kind of YouTube series called Cafe Mom. And so it was like it was like she was in full control over it, like in control of like the lighting. It was very much her. Was it like a professionally produced yes.
1: situation? Yes. yes,
0: she had some sort of talk show on YouTube and used that as a platform to have this reuniting
2: to invite to invite Joyce on.
0: Yeah, and we just there was just something in that dynamic that I think really spoke to the overlap in our sensibility mm-hmm. sensibilities, plural, and um. And I don't know. I think we just that video kind of um, ignited a certain kind of like tense, kind yeah. of smiley, um, <laughs> kind of undercutty, like yeah, thing. And
2: everyone, they're in that clip. It's pretty amazing. They're both really trying to. It's this, it's this subtle competition over who is kindest and who is the most who's moved on, <laughs> who's it's in the past, <laughs> yeah. you know. But they're, they're yeah. like, yeah, and it's wacky. It's wackadoo,
0: <laughs> and it's very it's very layered. It's very, very layered. Yeah, and I
2: think John and I, that's kind of the first, the thing that brought us together were, or is and remains that kind of obsession of those layered moments in social nicety. Yeah. And the subtext that we refuse to acknowledge.
1: (laughs) I do sometimes worry watching your work together. I think it's so funny. And sometimes I worry that you know that so well that you might be bad people. (laughs) Like, I I don't, like, think that, but it gives me that concern. Yeah. 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 Everyone
2: always is so shocked by how sweet I am.
1: <laughs> no, you're
2: meeting me right now, Jesse. I need a tuna melt. I'm a little hungry. I should have had the tuna melt before the interview. Yeah, for that fuel. Um, but I have the tuna melt kind of in this in the near future, and I'm gonna let even now you feel the energy lifting just talk yeah, about yeah, the talking tuna melt. about the tuna melt. I'm very meal oriented in that way, so just knowing the tuna melt is near, I will let the energy yeah. um, bubble to the surface.
0: And um, I brought pastries for <laughs> all the the kind of technicians today and their kids. So, <laughs> and
2: that's a lie. That's a lie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very sweet no we're not bad people but i do think we um i do think we enjoy the kind of freedom of playing bad people yes you totally. know like there's something very
2: because we're not rude no. we don't have the bravery to be rude no
0: exactly exactly there's something very um liberating about being just openly rude
2: yeah
1: um <laughs> what what was the first show that the two of you did together live show yeah
0: we did a the, at union, union hall. hall. We sold th- it out. Sold it out. It's like
2: 40 seats. <laughs> it's more. But um, yeah, we sold it out. Oh, That's not what I meant to repeat. We you know, did a show at Union Hall mm-hmm. where it began with a wedding or began with us getting married. And actually I had a bouquet of kale.
0: She literally walked down the aisle with a bouquet of kale. It, it, it started with me on stage in a suit. And like I. Like
2: straight guy. Yeah,
0: straight guy that try not to cry. And um, and then yeah, Kate came down in a wedding dress and a bouquet of kale, and we did like thirty three like insane sketches, and it was like probably it was like a very bloated kind of like two hour show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but it was so it was so exciting.
1: Mm, yeah. What was exciting about it?
0: Well, honestly, it was exciting. Frankly, that it was sold out. Like I think that Kate and I, like you know, we had a very. I mean literally day one of our friendship, we were very like verbalized that we, we knew we would be working together. That it was like a very it was like and not just like let's collaborate. It was like, oh, this is a
1: partnership. This is a common refrain. What was the what was the context for it? Where were you?
2: We were we were on the set of a friend's short film and it was in there was like a room where the snacks were. And John and I started talking and I was like instantly upset whenever somebody else would come in the room and we had to pivot the conversation to them and become sociable and and i'd be like okay you got your snack get out (laughs) like i really felt like i just wanted to talk to john yeah and we were just screaming laughing all day and then we parted at like midnight grand central station why were we at grand central we were because we were transferring there yeah to the six to the six on the six
0: j-lo's album also
2: and it was Midnight and we're yeah. parting, and then we texted. I got back to my apartment and we texted until like four a.m. Yeah, and I remember John was like, "If I don't see you in two days, I'll kill myself." I think and, I said,
0: "I'll kill myself in public." Oh yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> we just. And then I remember Kate. I mean, not to brag, but you were like, "You were like, I'm watching your YouTube videos and I'm breathless." Oh my god! Did I say that? <laughs> you said breathless. I was like, <laughs> oh it was really, it was very romantic.
1: Yeah. Is there a sketch that you did in that first uh, stage show at Union Hall that you're still proud of?
2: No recollection. We kissed, remember, Basically. we kissed. Oh, yeah. Wait, we which did. Which
1: we've like
0: never done since. Whoa. I guess we did in the Beaver sketch, but it didn't make it. Yeah. But we, the, we kissed. Remember, I played your mother. <gasps>
2: oh, this is a, wait, this is amazing. <laughs> and we should actually, shoot we should that definitely for do real. this.
0: Kate played my daughter. And she was like, were <laughs> you reading?
2: No, I was brushing my hair in, the, in a vanity mirror, pretending to brush my hair before bed.
0: Yeah. And I was like, her, like, like, you know, a severe kind of period mother character. Like pacing behind and,
2: me and being like... You f- Yeah, you like calling me a... <laughs> f-
0: and yeah.
2: And I was like, please, mother. Yeah. Was like brushing my hair. And then you grabbed me and kissed me.
0: Yeah. Like grabbed her by the face and you were putting on lipstick and we were like...
2: You, and then you yeah. grabbed me. Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. We, and it was like... It was unwritten, I would say. <laughs> yes. It was just like wild, <laughs> improvised genre parody. Yeah.
2: <laughs> doing <laughs> that. Should do it. Doing that like a Vermeer... Yeah. Like making it really. Yes,
0: fully, period.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. And we'll credit See you, Jesse.
1: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would prefer executive producer, but I'll take co executive producer if For it comes the to stage. it. great. Yeah. Okay. Josh Lindgren is my agent. You can just give him a call. Great. <laughs> <you>. CAA. <laughs> so the two of you have been working together ever since, and being a comedy duo isn't. Chic, the most, yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. like the most, the easiest or it's most re- yeah, that's... remunerative lane, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's just not, I mean, as with sketch comedy, like, there's only so many places you can do that, yeah. Um, and it's twice as expensive as doing something by yourself, yeah, you know, like going on tour or unless something, unless you share like a
2: hotel bed like we do,
1: yes, exactly. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> on our when we tour, we share a bed, yeah. they have hotel rooms with two beds in them,
2: we've gotten those too. Uh,
1: but
2: why yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we know we've had two no beds. we have had two yeah, beds, yeah, but when i was one, yeah yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no honestly we i've always been very like the duo the comedy duo i think is there's something very um kind of sweet and old school about it um yeah and that's also very sad that that's old school I, and i think that's only old school as a result of like
2: Rugged individualism.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's literally it's the way rugged individualism has now like kind of manifested through social media. You know, yeah. I don't think there's any sort of actual public like change like in in like desire. desire. No. I don't think the public's like down with duos. Like we want we want individuals now. It's I just think it's that social media has become so prevalent. Obviously, everyone has their little platform and. For some reason, I mean, it's very clear why they want us all atomized and alienated, so we can, you know, something. rip each other to shreds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that we can't, you know, come together and overthrow the ruling class. Um, but like, I, I do think there's something bizarre about the fact that imagine if Kate and I had a shared Instagram, <laughs> that would be corny. Yeah, yeah. Why though? I know. But, well, because honestly, it would be crass because it would be like we were trying to kind of like market. sell and market yeah. our our duo ship. But anyway, I. While we were shooting this special, because it's been a long time since Kate and I have been given the opportunity to make something on a big platform, while we were shooting it, there were times when I would be, like, so moved. Where I would be like, Kate, I, like, I really believe in the duo. Like, this know, is so special. Like, this is so important right now as everyone is, like, screaming on their phones, you know. And I and I understand why they're screaming. I, I get it. Yeah. You know, but it's, like, it's really... It's I think it's there is something profound right now about like insisting on something that isn't maybe as clearly that doesn't snugly fit in with what's seen as marketable. Like we love being a duo. We love having long sketches that can breathe and where like things can happen subtextually. Yeah. When they're not spelled out, you know, like I think that's. I, I, I think it's important to insist on that, even as the venues for that keep like shrinking and dying.
1: More of my interview with John Early and Kate Berlant after a quick break. Stay with us. It's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. If you're just joining us, I am talking with the comedians Kate Berlant and John Early. Kate is a stand-up comic and actor who has appeared in Tuca and Birdie, Space Force, and more. John is an actor who's had roles on Search Party and Los Spookies. The two have been working together as a comedy duo for over a decade, and they are very good at it. They have a brand new special that debuts this week on Peacock called Would It Kill You to Laugh? Let's get back into our conversation. Let's play a a little bit from my guests, uh, Kate Berlant and John Early's new special, which is called Would It Kill You to Laugh? And, uh, (laughs) this is the two of them in a book club they have not read the book because they heard it's a pretty chill book club (laughs) Uh, it turns out to be a a pretty not chill book club and so um they are they are trying to uh, play along
2: loved it completely loved it completely
1: loved it loved it in a way where i'm just like i
0: loved it period (laughs) what did you love about it kate
2: You know what, you know what, you know what, you know what? I think that people who look like me have had the stage for so long, the microphone for so long, right? I just kind of feel like as a way to rectify like the sins of my Mm ancestors. By the way, I hate you guys. I really do. Um, I'm gonna give the floor to someone else.
0: Uh, John, do you have any thoughts that you wanna share? I mean, any impressions you have are welcome here. I'm gay. I'm gay. And I just want to get right out in front of that, you know, because I have to wake up to that every morning. It's not just a hat that I can take off.
1: What did you think of the book?
0: Where were you guys when you finished it? I'll start. Um, I remember being in my bedroom and getting to the end and going. (sighs) (laughs) So
2: fun to hear it. I know. Chopped up and.
1: Chopped and screwed. In the ears, yeah. The two of you often seem to be having a contest. Mm-hmm. W- yes when you're doing a sketch like a, yeah. a, a lot of sketches have a, a straight straight character joke character mm-hmm. um the two of you seem to do a lot of goading related sketches mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. what does goading mean if i were a person who didn't know like like poking each other like mm. trying to escalate yeah, yeah yeah
2: it's we slip into competition energy very yeah. quickly
0: but what I like about Book Club is like we are kind of – we are on the same We're team.
2: united front. We both didn't but read we're it. We're both. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. then I think we – that was why we did that sketch. We were like, what's one thing where we're not kind of
1: like
2: <sighs> – at each other's throats. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you also have a lot of comedy where you name your identity categories. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that, I mean like – when it comes to things that might be seen as millennial in their nature, mm-hmm. I think struggling with trying to figure out how to relate to your identity category, yeah, is or categories is one of them. Absolutely, mm-hmm. how to exploit it, weaponize yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I've probably seen eight, of eight bits where John, you've announced that you're gay. <laughs> it's my old. It's yeah. the oldest trick. One time, my mom was like, "You, you say
0: you're gay a lot." Well, it's one of the funniest like, things yeah. you do just in
2: conversation. <laughs> or like with just like I don't even know yeah, yeah. like we'll be at a restaurant and be like, sorry, I'm gay and order something. <laughs> You'll like go back on your order and blame it and, <laughs> and blame it on my Blame the moment on the fact that you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, what do the what do those identity categories actually practically mean to you, do you think? It's Nothing. my culture. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's everything. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, we have another joke in the special that we're on a sitcom called He's Gay, She's Half Jewish. Right. Which is another sort of the the joke of my proclaiming being half Jewish <laughs> and what that could possibly mean. Yeah. Um <laughs> even though, you know, I actually might be fully Jewish. Anyway, it's it's a long, we it's won't a long get into story. That. We'll, we'll get into like, it. Yeah. But um what do they actually mean? Well I think as John said before, just these categories that could become, you know, weaponized yeah. or kind of Used as some kind of ammo to, or or used as some way to be perceived as smart or having something to say, exactly, or some angle, um, right? Some um, experience,
0: yeah, yeah. Kind of hyper aware of your own
2: experience next to other people's, and being very hyper conscious about, you know, saying the right thing, and
0: as if there's a monolithic experience experience, for any identity group, Um, yeah, it's. I think it, yeah, I think that is just so, I mean, that is not something we even really planned on doing in no, the special. No, 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 We, it, like the book club sketches, like one of the more improvised sketches, and he's gay, she's half Jewish, just, just like flew out of Kate's mouth.
2: It was just like a stupid joke. Yeah, and we were like, yeah. what should
0: the second be called, you know, and then <laughs> and he was like, he's gay, she's Jewish, and then later we changed it to half Jewish. Which is funny, um, yeah, but. But yeah, so we don't, we come by these, or we came by this particular theme, I think unintentionally, but. I do think we are clearly on some level absorbing it from the zeitgeist. There's a, I think that's really in the air, you know? Yeah, yeah. They need
2: to identify yourself clearly so you can be more directly advertised (laughs) to. Exactly.
1: (laughs) I remember very vividly in an instance in college where I was sitting in the dining hall with uh, my two best buds, who were the co-hosts of this show at the time. And we were sitting with this girl named Rebecca, who I really liked and admired. Really cool, smart lady and uh she said it's really hard to sit with you guys and i said why is that rebecca i like this is, you're the greatest why and she said i i can't tell if you're joking or when mm. you're joking we get that I struggle for with that sure. because
2: i'm so serious <laughs> but you know yeah
1: but you okay. so you so comfortably slip into your uh either dumb or insincere uh, right or passive aggressive characters, totally no, in casual totally conversation. Correct. Yeah,
2: I can I can take it.
1: Or
0: or yeah, when we slip into those things, they're not. It's often very small. Yeah, and and like we had trouble with our editor Sophie, one of our editors on this. She was like, "You guys are always." She's like, "We would just you know
2: be talking, or
0: we'd have jokes. We would do like what to us what felt like very clear jokes. Oh
2: right right right.
0: Like, just like stuff like um." You know, just like, hey, Sophie, like, do you like, like, we were editing at my house, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just stuff like, do you, if you don't mind not using the bathroom, you know, like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, and she would just be like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, like, oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah. use
2: the bathroom. Yeah, yeah.
0: So there, that does happen a lot, I think.
2: It does, it does.
0: And we're sorry for it
1: because we really don't mean to. The special is really intensely aesthetic. Uh, in a way Ooh. that comedy isn't often on video. You know, like usually on film, comedy okay. is just in this in the middle. Yeah, uh, and you just catch the funny things that the people say or the yeah. funny faces they make or whatever. That must have been. I, I saw that your director also had a co-writing credit on the uh, on the show. Um, did you like work on the visual aspects as you were writing? Like, were you trying to think of them as one thing? I always, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, we're always
0: like part of the joke is always the kind of genre or the, the 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 tone or the look of it. I think we're Kate, Andy, and I are all very aesthetically driven, mm-hmm. and you know, we certainly don't want to do it. We're never trying to make things, you know, like aesthetically like oppressive.
2: I know we sort of like we we're very sensitive to that. We want things to be beautiful and lush and exciting. Yeah. But also, the most important thing to us is that it's funny. Yeah, and we don't want to, you know,
1: we don't want to take away you know, from be
2: that. Be like, well, we have a lens flare, so <laughs> good luck <laughs> criticizing <laughs> this. Yeah, um, the
1: special is directed by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah, should yeah. explain our director is Andrew
2: DeYoung. <laughs> yes, should say yes. There is a
1: uh, there is a really wonderful "Who's Going to Pay the Bill" sketch in which you are both. I presume, straight dudes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Kate, you have a soul patch. Sure do. It's unbelievable. Real hair, right?
2: I don't know.
0: I think she laid real hair on her chin. Wow. It was also fast.
2: It was very fast. Yeah.
1: Like a, did it come on, you know, like a nylon, like a piece, like a false mustache or is it?
2: It's like a little piece that she, I don't don't like know. Yeah. A little
1: lace front. It's just on skin? On skin. Like someone who's had a, portion of their head flayed possibly possibly yeah a i ca- don't know where the comes from
2: i just sign for it when they deliver it
1: <laughs> what uh what are the things that uh you think are interesting about straight dude-ness mm. and i can take it mm-hmm. oh yeah well we
2: love our we love our, our straight men yes um
1: I think, Thank you. That sounded insincere, but I'll take it's it. It's totally real. It's <laughs> we totally do. sincere. Truly. I think just like a straight, straight male guy. friendship
2: is fascinating to us, yeah. to us, or to me, because it's like I have these intensely emotional, involved friendships. And I've always been felt sad for straight men in my life that I know who maybe aren't able to have the emotional openness yeah, yeah. to like, like I always think about myself just like openly weeping in front of my friends and yeah, like falling yeah. on them and like, hold, like, Being physically affectionate, yeah, and the way that straight men aren't allowed to do that. I mean, we
0: slept in the same bed for like two years, basically. Yeah, in the beginning of our friendship,
2: totally. And so, something about two straight men trying to connect, but maybe there isn't that natural chemistry there to be friends. Yeah, or permission have to be have lunch.
0: Yeah, which, by
2: the way, we can all we've all experienced that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, like goes beyond any.
2: Yeah, yeah, like the
0: clinical catch up.
2: Yeah, the clinical catch up, which we're obsessed with. But um <laughs>
1: but define the clinical catch-up, please. Basically the, the- like a
2: joyless <laughs> encounter of like two people and maybe there's history there like you feel like you it's obligatory you got to meet up. Yeah. And go well, how were your last two years. You know, yeah. But it's it's and it's, it's, it's a merely- medical <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not <laughs> Yeah, it like feels, filling out
1: one of those it, forms when you have a new doctor. Yeah. Yeah, it just
2: feels enforced. It feels like suddenly like the state organized this comedy <laughs> and like, there is no actual joy to be pulled from it. It's just like who are you appeasing? Like your mother, the mayor, like it's it just like doesn't the, why are we doing this? Well, you
0: just it's a good opportunity to kind of lock in your narrative. Ex-
2: well, that's, said. Li- that's
0: like the most you get out of those lunches is you're like, I'm going oh, practice my little like story of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, things are good. Yeah,
0: they're good.
1: And yeah. I'm, you know, and I'm, and I took
2: my mom to get here but yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's a way to lock it in.
1: Yeah. That was like a cowboy voice. Was it? Kate, yeah. 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 Cool. She's,
2: she's, I'm have a Western flair today.
0: No, but we love those boys. And I have to say, like, those boys, you know, were, in the script were a vehicle for the end of the sketch, which was the caramel
1: as payment. And, and we should I- say that there is a, there is a runner through the sketch that instead of money, hot caramel is used to pay bills, which is heated on like a little portable induction. <laughs> you got it. Yeah. In yeah. A little, like a little tin. Yeah. So yes, ladled. <laughs> yeah. Ladled onto the check, direct mm-hmm. onto the check.
0: But that was, that was kind of the point of the, joke for us was was that and then we we didn't <laughs> and,
1: and why wouldn't you build the whole thing around that exactly
0: <laughs> and we were like i think that was one of the that was like a kind of set of characters that i was maybe privately where we talked about it about it being kind of like are we, is this does this feel a little flat like we're just kind yeah because do- we're not
2: interested in just being like straight guys like yeah making ah, fun of straight no, guys we have no feel...
0: desire to do that yeah. but like once kate had not to be like that actor that talks when I put on the costume. No, but really true. when Kay yeah. had the soul patch and started doing it, I was like this is the most this is like watching a Robert Altman. This is like watching <laughs> Shortcuts. Like I love you. I mean, I was shocked by what she was doing. And I also was like I don't have to do anything. Like I felt so mm. free. I felt so relaxed for the first time since 82. Yeah. Like I just <laughs> finally like when 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 a, when there's like any sort of ambiguity of like, how am I going to do this? Like, I don't, what's my approach? What's my angle yeah. in comedically?
2: Which so often we never discuss. Like, we that was something where we just never, did not discuss. and there was so, we had no time. Yeah. We really had to just like throw the costume on, go.
0: My hair was a day. crisis. Greg yeah. Lennon
2: was is genius and was like twisting my hair manically. Yeah. Like between, and we had just had to shoot it.
0: The sun was going down. But thank
2: God. I think that just speaks to the, the trust of the friendship and the collaboration. It's just like,
0: it, it, it just, just comes yeah.
2: somehow. Yeah, yeah. It,
0: I just really—I'm stunned by what Kate's doing in that sketch.
2: I told you we're doing like a lot of home renovation stuff.
0: We're actually doing some renovations too. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I have a, a buddy of mine's helping me out with some—you um, know—that wall between the living room and the garage. Yes. We oh, yeah, had that knocked down.
2: Oh, so, the garage is exposed to the living room?
0: Totally living room. exposed. Yeah, oh, yeah. no
2: way, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. You know that wall that uh, separates the bedroom from the bathroom, like the main? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah we
2: knocked that down. Oh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. yeah.
0: You know my daughter's room at the top of the stairs? Oh, yeah, for sure. There's that utility room next to it, boiler, hot water heater. Uh, but yeah, we had that wall knocked down. Okay. So now the um, boiler's kind of in the room with my daughter, how huh. she sleeps.
2: No, the renovation stuff is like, yeah. you have to. Yeah.
1: Does the insincerity of your shtick ever get in the way of your actual intimacy? Never. No, no. we n- know how to drop it. Like we. Oh
2: and yeah. We, oh, know, and we, we drop we, it. We drop I
0: mean, this morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got in the car. We were like both so depressed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, and it's it's not hard for us to drop it. Yeah.
1: Do you still have mysteries about each other?
2: Who? I mean, isn't everyone a mystery? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I th- e.g.
2: yeah I mean I think people are inherently mysterious yeah. even when you really know someone yes. there's always more to uncover or, or else you, yeah. know, just, you throw in the towel Yeah, it's like
1: to okay. get to the bottom then what do you think John doesn't know about you?
2: a lot <laughs> I hope he finds out that's all I'm gonna say
1: I'm
0: ready to find
2: out. <laughs> God, you're gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> no, John knows everything.
0: Yeah, I I do feel like we kind of know everything. And, and what we don't reveal is probably on some level felt. I mean, but I would know. argue. I mean, I think that we, I think are very sensitive to each other and kind of absorb even the subtextual. Yeah. Like the stuff that doesn't get expressed. I feel like we do express it in some way and process it. And you I know think what I
2: mean? what you don't know about me is because I don't know it about myself.
1: And and, But you
2: also know things about me. I don't know about myself.
1: And vice versa. (laughs) John, you mentioned you have a boyfriend. I don't know if you have a partner, Kate, but what is it like for your romantic partners to have this (laughs) other intense intimacy? It's a really good question. I've been
2: lucky that there's always an understanding that John and I, of the sanctity of our relationship and friendship and that we need time alone and that there is a closeness that we have that, I mean, we've joked about this, but like we do have a marriage. Yeah. Like very much. Um,
0: yeah, there's a kind of like, there's a commitment yeah. involved in our friendship. Yeah. And and I think there's like a always has been a sense of the future in our friendship. Mm-hmm. Like there's always been like, we've literally since day one of our friendship always had a plan for our 60th birthday. Yeah. A joint 60th birthday like yeah. at the Met.
2: We almost want remember because we wanted to do a <laughs> we just had our 10 year anniversary May 5th. Yeah. And we wanted to do and then we were like well we didn't get to do a big old party because of COVID and John's back. Yeah. But, but next year. Hey look at me. Next year.
0: We See do you there. Year 11. See you there. <laughs> yeah we want to do a, a 60th. Yeah. A 10th and a 60th. Um, but yeah I, I, I agree there's always everyone that I've been romantically involved with has come it's all it's come kind of after this relationship has been very publicly established. Yeah. Same. So they're coming in with an understanding of like the, the primacy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then, and that's part of obvious. And I, I think we've had very, it's never been an issue. It's never been an issue. Our partners have been very respectful and kind of, and loved it, I think in a way too.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Even more with Kate Berlant and John early still to come. When we return, we will talk about what it is like to dress as a beaver, going through a TSA line. Turns out, it is very uncomfortable. It's Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. A man goes to the doctor and says that he's depressed and that life seems cruel. The doctor says, Ah, the treatment is simple. The great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go and see him and you will surely feel better. The man bursts into tears and says, But doctor, I am Pagliacci. Ah, okay, says the doctor. In which case, try listening to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is a multi-award-winning comedy podcast, and you can find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm talking with Kate Berlant and John Early. Let's get back into our conversation. We talked about how intimate your relationship was from the beginning, and how much your work, right from the beginning, had the tone of uh, what you do now. But what's different about your relationship now and your work now?
0: I think that if I'm looking, at, I mean, if you think about like from Paris to what a killer letter, I just think there's there's a relaxing. You know, I think we We've are obviously we know when to deploy our kind of like vaudevillian, like honk honk kind of thing <laughs> that we will always like have <laughs> in us grave. and always use, yeah. you know. But I do think I mean I I actually think about Paris and I think about the way that you were so relaxed to the point of falling asleep, like yeah. on camera. Yeah. Like I was I bed. I and, was
2: hung over. Was it after Thanksgiving? Yeah,
0: we were both hung over. And
2: I was hung over and had a migraine. So I was on migraine medication. And I was like propping, like in the video, I'm propping my head up a lot with my yeah. hand, as I remember. We're we talking
1: about a triptan here.
2: Yeah, Tri- track tript- honey. Yeah, yeah, sumatriptan, and um, knocked me out. Too. I was like so dazed. Do you miss it um, more now, or uh, I mean, stupid question?
0: <laughs> Ask it again. Try it again.
2: Do you miss Paris? Yes. Thank God you're coming over because we can talk about this because I can't talk about it with other friends. I can't talk about it with other
0: friends. People are scared. People here are scared. It's a fear-based culture. In Paris, it's a luxury-based it's culture. It's a
2: fear-based culture in America.
0: But but you've always been capable of, like... I think you've always been capable of kind of just getting in a flow state performance-wise. And I'm a little... I mean, this is why I have back problems. Is I'm a little more, like, rigid and loud. And, like, and so I would say, like... I think both of us just like trust it more I mean, we've always trusted it, but there's just something as something's a little more like to me, when I watch the special, something feels like less forced maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little more relaxed.
0: Yeah. When I watch the whole thing, I feel like there is like a kind of like soft kind of conversational kind of like languid quality, mm-hmm, dreamy mm-hmm. quality to it. Yeah.
1: That's Great. nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sketch in the show where the two of you are parents with a kid in an airport, and your beavers. <laughs> um, yes. It's a regular people airport, but you're human beavers. Yeah.
0: If we put this in a checked bag, we would have gotten a fee, an exorbitant fee. You know what? I'm just going to hang on to it, read on the plane, it'll be fine.
2: You are not going to read that thing. Yes, I am going to read it. This line is not moving. We are at a standstill. Oh, God. Uh, I just hope I get on the plane.
0: Well, I, I, I also... They're boarding. They're boarding. Hey. What's up, folks? How would you like to breeze through the security line today, huh? What,
2: what is Who that? Who are dude? you?
0: My name is Frankie. I'm with Breezer. Breezer. Right. What is that? What is Breezer? That's a VIP experience at the airport. Could I have you at your gate within five minutes,
2: huh? Five minutes? Bam, oh,
0: damn. Boy, you're
1: strong, huh? <laughs> Congratulations.
0: Ask
1: how much. Ask how much. Uh, uh,
0: how much is it? You don't
1: need to worry about that. Are you meant to look like from the the Lion the Witch in the, the live action Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe? Is that what's supposed to be happening there? Not the movie, the like BBC television right, no, movie. Of course. I love that one. Because it has the same deeply distressing quality. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. We're just trying to be beavers.
0: We were just trying to be beavers like we each wanted to be like um, we wanted to really have prosthetics that were like as real as possible. But I think that if you're feeling that it's because that was a time when people were using prosthetics in a way that was like more practical, like sincere and practical yeah. and less about there wasn't like the CGI blend of certain elements. Yeah, and yeah. like so and that was like we like in our like little deck for this for the beaver sketch we should we had the cone heads in there like the family picture the cone heads Mm -hmm. like it's that same kind of just like i don't know
2: it's not the attempt isn't so much to become so real that i mean like i think the the beaver makeup is amazing yeah but if we
0: want or if we had the money to someone might have wanted to sweeten it with CGI and somehow then
2: it becomes something else yeah. it's like no longer what is that it's um I just think it's that, something profound about
1: it becomes uncanny there. yeah yeah
2: like the uncanny valley or whatever or just like it It doesn't the attempt isn't to there's something about knowing that John and I are actually in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. and not being clear is why it is funny I think if we just so, disappeared yeah. into full beavers, it'd be like, yeah, and then they're beavers. And it yeah. doesn't, it like loses something.
0: Yeah, like hearing us struggle with the teeth. Yeah, like you know, we in is-
2: a mask, or in yeah. aesthetics.
1: The teeth have a little bit of gross color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Mag- it has a little bit of Brecht to it. There's a little bit of mm-hmm. sort of confrontational quality that makes, yeah. that makes you step outside and makes and the, the <laughs> content feel yeah. a little What's word? more intense. Let's call it the V effect. Joey. Yes. 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 <laughs> well, Kate and John, I'm so grateful to you for coming and being on the show. Your special and your other work is so funny. Thank you. Um, and thank I you. so admire it. So thank you for coming here and doing this. Thank you thank for you
2: watching. Thank you for it. watching it and liking it truly.
1: <laughs> Genuine. Like we Thanks haven't for having us. You know, we no one's watched it yet. Yeah. Kate Berlant and John Early. Their special is called Would It Kill You to Laugh. It is extraordinarily funny. You can stream it starting this week on Peacock. That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. Here at my house, I've been unboxing my late aunt's record collection. I inherited them from her and uh, they were shipped to me by Amtrak from Washington, D.C., where she lived. Uh, Here's one that I recommend pretty unequivocally. Uh, It's the self-titled debut album by Mary Clayton. M-E-R-R-Y, Mary Clayton. Incredible slightly rock-tinged soul album from the early 1970s. Listen to it on your streaming service. The show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellow at Maximum Fun is Tabitha Myers. We get booking help from Merritt Davis. Our interstitial music is by Dan Wally, also known as DJW. Our theme music is by The Go Team. It's called Huddle Formation. Thanks to the GO! team for sharing it with us, along with their label, Memphis Industries. Bullseye is on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, so connect with us in those places. Uh, We share all our interviews in all of those, and I think that's about it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off.
0: Bullseye with Jesse Thorne
1: is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR.